The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Thanks for joining us again on this Thursday morning as we take a few minutes together out of our day in God's Word. We're grateful that you are with us and really hope we can be an encouragement to you as you take a few minutes with us in God's Word today. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 as we're working our way through this chapter and we invite you to join us. We're going to be in verse number 17 this morning. Uh, Probably focus most of our time just on that verse. Um, and we'll move on if we have time, but mostly in that verse because it's kind of the building point. We talked yesterday about this call to the church. What is it that God desires from us as Christians when it comes to reaching out? And then it moves on a little bit to this ministry of reconciliation and the end of the chapter we've been talk- we're going to have to talk about. And of course, we'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow. Uh, this morning, I want to talk about in a very important section of Scripture that I think it's very helpful in a lot of, a lot of the questions people have. Um, the questions would be, uh, would be like this. Uh, how do I know I'm saved? The questions would be like, when I get saved, do all of a sudden I need to become perfect? How do you know if someone else is saved? Things of that nature. And, and, and you're not, it, you, honestly, sometimes you can't answer those completely. There's no really way to know for sure 100% someone else is saved. That's between them and God. Someone can look great and perfect and put on a great front and not be saved. Someone can struggle like crazy and still have Jesus. Um, so we do see growth. We do see a level. That's what we're going to look at today. So let's just, let's just read the verse we're going to look at today, and we'll unpack it a bit over the next couple of minutes. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Paul tells the church of Corinth, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So he comes to the end. He's giving this conclusion before he moves, him, moves into this this ministry of reconciliation that God has given to us, and he's asked us to reach out to others and help in our ministry been given. And he gives this thought in the middle that gives us a level of confidence in our life. It's confidence, it's a reality, things of that nature. So he starts off with, if any man be in Christ, he starts off with this idea, speaking that not everybody who's going to read this, not everybody who's going to see this, not everybody is going to be saved. If any man be in Christ, so there's a it's it's a conditional phrase, conditional clause comes with the idea that if this if this is you claim this to be true, there's going to be things about you. So we go back to that question: How do I know I'm saved? How do I know someone else is saved? Things of that nature. Is there anything in Scripture that helps me to know this? And this is a bit of this. Now, please understand, um, salvation in itself is what we call positional. Uh, when I get saved, I, I have I gain I'm, I'm imputed the righteousness of Christ. I gain um, I become a saint through Jesus Christ. But that is positional. That's like when I get if somebody gets adopted, they bring you into a family. Their name changes, their inheritance changes, their destiny changes. All of that changes upon adoption. They themselves didn't change much. The things around them, their position changed, but they themselves did not. So that's the idea of salvation. I didn't become really good when I got saved. I didn't become great. I didn't become saint or righteous or all this myself. Those are things that were given to me. They weren't given to me because I was good. These are God's righteousness. This is God's righteousness. This is God's goodness. This is all the things that Jesus gave to me. And so we look on those things, and, and when God looks on us, he looks down. He doesn't see a righteous Rodney. He sees Jesus in me. So he goes, if any man be in Christ, so we understand not everybody that's going to read this is going to see this is true, but if any, if any man be in Christ, he says there he's a new creature. Honestly, the better way to put it is he's a new creation. Okay, so 
when you're talking about that, a lot of times we say that one of the things we're glad that God gives us is the second chance or third chance. In the, in the aspect of salvation, God does more than just give us a second chance. God gives us a brand new life. He gives us a brand new beginning. Actually, Paul says in Philippians, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. Paul in Philippians gives a description of all the things that he was, the good and the bad, the ugly, before he came to Christ in the Damascus Road. And he talks about those things. He goes, what those things were gained to me in those times, I've kind of lost for Christ. Those were, that was a waste of time. The world sees it as successful. It's a loss in, in the aspect of my service for Christ. And so he sees this and really looks at it and he, he says that I have this new beginning. I, I can put those things behind. They're there, but they're no longer me. I have a new identity and I am a new creation. I'm a new beginning and I can look to the future. Unfortunately, I still struggle with sin and we never throw that off. Unfortunately, I still battle, but I have a victory over sin. I have helped overcome this. I can have freedom from this bondage. I don't have to live that way. I'm a new creation. Uh, starts it, it's similar to the idea of a brand new baby. Uh, that baby comes out, and he says, his newborn babes desire the sincere milk. This is the idea. Just as somebody who's been newly born, all these things are going to change, which means you won't, you won't go from being that person who struggled in sin to being everything God wants you to be tomorrow. Right? You're, and you're going to grow it. We call that sanctification. We grow day by day to become more and more like the image of Jesus Christ. By the way, that will continue until the day Jesus returns or we go to heaven, one of the two. Until that happens, we see we get justified the day we were saved, sanctification works through our everyday life, and then there's glorification. The day we see Jesus face to face, we are given our glorified bodies, and the sin and the battle that sin is bring, that our sinful nature brings is gone. Uh, that is the new creation. So if anybody is in Christ, there's a new creation. So what does that mean? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, you look at the tenses of these different words, and it gives you an idea that sometimes when you look at the word the way I worded it there, the way it's worded here, it's, it sometimes can be confusing. Old things are passed away. They're gone. That doesn't mean that, you know, I, can, I don't remember them. They are unfortunately part of who I am. But the battles, the captivities, the things that held me captive are gone. All things are become new. Now, the idea of become kind of like the perfect tense. Uh, the perfect tense in Greek talks about the idea that it started here and it continues until the day I die. All right, so uh, it, it really, have another way to translate that would be all things are becoming new. Right? Now, it, because it says become new because it's a completed thing. Perfect tense is I was, I was saved, my new life is there, and I'm going to grow in that new life. That's the premise. But the idea, uh, what some people get wrongfully from this is they say, well, then I get saved. The moment I get saved, all my problems disappear. If I struggle with smoking, drinking, and all that, salvation eliminates that. And by the way, I have met people that will tell you that when they got saved, those addictions disappeared. Praise the Lord for that. But that's not the promise here. All right, that may be what God did for them, but that's not the promise. I believe God gives victory and you can work your way out of that, but that's not the promise here. It is the process that you've been saved, you will begin the process anew. So here comes the question. How do I know I'm saved? How do I know someone else is saved? Again, you read that one. Second one's a little bit of a tricky question, but it's the pattern, it's the process. Hey, a year from now, have I grown in comparison to where I was a year ago? Now, can I warn you on one thing with this phrase? Inevitably, you're going to look back. If you're growing in Christ, there's something true of you. I've had people, especially new to Christ in church, that tell me this is so true. Okay, You get saved a year from now, you look back, or you come back to church a year from now, you look back and you say, well, I'm no better than I was when I got here. Because the process is slow. The process, too, it's progressive. God works in your mind. He changes your thinking. And then as he changes your thinking, he changes your life. Well, here's what happens. You don't even realize all this. You didn't wake up one day and say, oh, my goodness, I was so horrible. Your process is gradual. So 
I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, I'm no different than I was when I got here. And I will look right at them and say, you are a lot different than you were. My point is the progression in your life is rarely as obvious to you as it is to those around you. Now, if you go to church and you're participating in church and you're serving in those things, those are progressions. Those are things that you can choose to do that, but those are progressions and growing. Right? If, there are, if your view on things have changed, but because it's like a, like a child, it's so slow, you don't even notice it. Those around you will notice that. That's why we can say, how do you know someone else is saved? You can't guarantee this, but it, you can only fake it for so long. And I've seen this. They come, people, they put on this great front, they look super spiritual, and then a couple years into it, they stop going to church or they stop completely or they're limited or whatever. They're just, it's not consistent because you can't fake this. You can't, you can only fake, you can fake religion, but you can't fake Christianity for any extended period of time. So when you see someone that's growing, then you see what is helping them to grow, and that's Jesus. There's a new life in them that's helping them to grow. That's the fruit of salvation in your life and other people's lives. That doesn't mean a year from now, you'll go from being this person you despise to the perfect person out there. That's gonna take, you'll never get there because the Bible says in 1 John, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. We are sinners. So we still struggle with that, but we are progressing. And I'm, I'm, I'm different than I was a while back. That is this process. And it's a process that will go until, until, until the day we die. So we'll pick up what that means. It's okay, now that we've been given this, we've been given this new life, this new progression, this new sanctification process, there's more to it. Today was our change. Tomorrow we'll talk about the commission that we've been given with this new life that comes. So I hope you join us again tomorrow as we conclude chapter five. Thanks again for joining us on this Thursday morning, giving me a chance to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you're doing well. Hope you keep your eyes on Jesus. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.